it's always funny to hear these people like talk shit on the movie and then yeah. didn't me and Rob are watching uh, Welcome to Best Bros Podcast, uh, first intro I've ever done, um, watching old reviews from like Siskel and Ebert and Roger and Ebert and all that. <coughs> um, Roger e- is Ebert. I know. <laughs> but uh, it's Siskel and Ebert and then uh, it was Roger, Ebert, and... Uh, it's Ro- Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert and then Gene Siskel died and it was... Uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, See, that's what I was trying to figure Richard out. Richard Roper, I think? Uh, Ebert Roper. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shitting. Ebert is Roger. I know. Uh, it's uh, Robert Ebert, I think is his name. It's uh, Jeremy Ebert? I don't know. Uh, <coughs> Roger could... Ebert uh, had like a legendarily like savage review of the hot... Ch- or no, I think it was Deuce Bigelow. One of the Rob Schneider movies. And uh, The hot chick? <laughs> I, I, dude, I saw The hot chick when it came out in theaters, I saw it with you. And I remember movies. thinking, like, this movie blows. Like, his movies are not... Like, Adam Sandler's on, on screen for, like, five seconds, and it's like, oh, shit, Adam Sandler. And then the rest of it's to like... To be fair, mm. though, his, like, little on-screen thing's pretty fucking hilarious, because he keeps playing the drums. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of steals that movie. But, uh, yeah, he had a, he gave, like, a pretty savage review of that movie, and then um, the, the, him, and, him and fucking... Uh, what's his name? I just said it. Uh... Who's the guy from SNL? Uh, Rob Schneider. Yeah, him and Rob Schneider like hated each other. And then like when uh, Roger Ebert had cancer and was in the hospital, like he sent him flowers and shit. And then they became buddies like right before he died, which I thought was pretty great. Oh, Richard Roper. Yeah, I said that. Oh, uh, who who are we looking up? Oh, Roger Ebert. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. Well, we were confused for a second there. Also, why are all the photos they have of him really weird? Is that just how he looked? Uh well, <clears throat> did he have his, a stroke of some sort? His like I think his jaw, he had some kind of problem with his jaw, and I think oh it, I thought someone was making fun of him. I'm I, sorry. I think that's like a fake jaw, like or or something. Oh, because this is an older picture of him, and he has a more rounded like human jaw, and then later on it's like it won't. When I click on this image, watch it'll bring up a different image. So it's like uh, that's interesting. He must have had some sort of a surgery. Yeah, he That's did. That's kind of sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't always agree with his movie opinions, but he's a pretty good. I like to read him though because he's pretty I, reliable. Like he's he's like well, his opinions are well informed. I think that's what I look for more than like. Because I, you know, it took me forever to, to come to grips with that, where it's like, oh, I have my own taste in movies, where I, I can't really like trust on everybody else's reviews. But you can also you also occasionally hear like people that are just like that. Who's the one British guy? Uh, Fucking, he has a really famous podcast, Film Spotting, I think it's called. Um, uh, I like his voice. He's a really good... Uh, I forget his name, but yeah, he, he... I don't always agree with him, but he always has really well-informed and well-thought-out opinions on things. Well, and then if he doesn't like something, he'll go into great detail about why he doesn't like yeah, it. Yeah, he does... Uh, I wish we could remember his name. Uh, he does a uh, a pretty great review if you look up uh, Sex in the City 2, where he fucking... I, yeah, we watched that. Um, just look up that channel so I can remember what what his name is. Give him the due diligence that he deserves. Uh, <clears throat> what's it called? Film spotting, I think, is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the the guy that like is a famous movie critic, but he's kind of a troll. Uh, Armin White. Yeah, he was on the on Fox News the other day, and I'm like, wow, you really couldn't you couldn't just be like the the contrarian opinion on every movie. You had to go on like the Fox News to talk about something. I don't remember what he was on there for. Oh, it's but Mark Kermode, that's his name. Kermode with the K E R O M A O. I'm looking at it. And I can't say K E R M O D E. Um, yeah, he's a uh, he's a good reviewer. Yeah, and then uh, he's a podcast. I'll, I'll listen. Yeah, he has that. like one of the like longest running movie podcasts. 
because the BBC Radio kind of predates podcasting. So true. BBC Radio like is pre World War Two too. Well, I mean that yeah. I mean it's British broadcasting. I was gonna say they they I think I think they just had different arms. You know, it, I can't imagine a world where TV doesn't exist and you have to listen to the radio for all your edutainment. But well, I don't know. Do you think? Uh, do you think if we were born in a different era, like we were baby boomers or whatever, do you think we'd grow up listening to radio and, and, and fall in love with that as much as... And by radio, I mean like they used to read novels and stuff on the radio and do like plays. Well, I mean, what's like... Uh, some There was some stuff that like predates TV and got so popular on... I mean, Dick Tracy was a radio. I think it was originally a comic strip in the newspaper though, but... It, I just was thinking like War of the Worlds and all that. It was like a radio play. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's, that's it's not as cool. You know what I mean? There's no visual component. True, but they used to do like sound effects and stuff like that. I could get into that. I also find it very interesting that, like, you know, b- before TV existed, the idea of seeing a movie more than once was kind of like foreign. Like, you would have to pay to see it like 10 times if you wanted to go. I mean, if you wanted to go see it 10 times, you yeah, couldn't just the, rewatch it on VHS console. The opposite of that would be like, uh, there were movies that were like Star Wars is a good example where it was in theaters for like years. Well, yeah, because like sometimes, like, and the, yet it still did make as much money. One that I can think of, uh, they used to do this thing where they would, a movie would come out and they would re-release it like annually, uh, like like they would put Jaws in theaters every so often. That's the one the I was thinking of. I was like, it was, Jaws was in summer for three years straight. I think people would be like, oh shit, it's Jaws. Like I also read this book called Ad Nauseum, where this guy collected a like horror movie um, newspaper ads all throughout the eighties and nineties. And what what I thought was really interesting was the original Halloween kept getting replayed like every year. It would be it's like it's back in theaters for two nights. Maybe only. that's what it was. Yeah. And if you think about it, like I actually just saw Halloween not that long ago. I think it was this, it was the year before the the new one came out. Like that is that's that's a movie that uh, I don't know if it's just a California thing, but a lot of our theaters play old movies, which is really great. And obviously, I like that a lot. But uh, you see Halloween around Halloween, obviously get gets a lot of play in different theaters around here. True. Which I definitely would recommend. That's that's such a great movie. It's a uh, it's really rewatchable considering that they're like I, I was talking about it with mom and Halloween was around like the, the season not the movie uh, and I was like wow for like a movie that has no blood it's still pretty like dramatic and suspenseful and all that yeah like the only thing that doesn't really work is the the like the hanger uh, when she like gets a metal hanger and stabs him in the eye it's like I, I don't know about that but like I, I like it still I mean that would stop me that's definitely that's yeah, one but of that's those the thing is like he gets shot and gets up at the end of the movie. It's like I don't think that would even stun him if we're going based off the own movie's rules. But to me, Halloween is almost more like magical realism, where you're not. It's not really a uh, straightforward movie. It's more dreamlike. It's like almost David Lynch kind of. Yeah, because if okay, so based on that, like that whole section of the movie where he's standing out in broad daylight and all that is more of like it's oh, like yeah, a, it's like a Lynchian. That's dream. nightmare imagery. That's that's yeah. shit that you would see in a dream where you're just like, oh, the bad guy's like staring right at me, or I almost nobody think, notices but me. You know what I mean? Like if you have a brain like Stephen King's or ours, where we like are obsessed with horror stuff, but like you become obsessed with it because you either have a childhood where you're afraid of everything, or and then you just become like you know what I mean? Like it just flips. That's something that if you're bored in school or you're easily frightened, you would just daydream that they're like, what if someone was out there just like I right think, now? Uh, like, you know, like they always say, like, if you want to see something bad enough, you can kind of project it like in the hallway and, you know. I feel like that's a that's a big part of the reason why I, I'm like fascinated by true crime is because the more you know about something, the less scary it is. So like true. Once you start realizing like Mindhunter is a good example of this, like once you start realizing that you can sort of categorize and even like predict what type of a person uh, uh you know uh, like if you have a serial killer and they don't know who Just it is they can drop a profile and be like it's most likely going to be this type of person and with this history and all this shit 
And uh, that's really fascinating to me, but it also kind of takes away that that air of like, oh, it's so scary because it's like, it's just some guy. All of it is just some guy. You know it's what I also, mean? I would say it becomes more frustrating when you realize that most crime is committed by like, I don't even know what you, like, not simpletons, but like people that are kind of dumb. Like, well, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, kind of the Coen brothers crime really. By its nature is like impulsive, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, like, the idea of someone breaking into your home is terrifying, but when you break it down to what's really happening is it's desperate people or people that are living a life of crime trying to get something of value to either resell or to, you know, do something on the, some sort of a market scam. And then, but like the flip side of that is the, the idea of the unknown breaking into your house and could potentially harm you or kill your whole family. You know what I mean? Like well, that's also, that's what but when you break it down, like from a cop's perspective, it's like, it's just a scumbag. Like when you realize like the integrity of your safety has been compromised, you know what I mean? Like it's your home. You're supposed to feel at home in your home. I think that's why psycho was so effective is, I mean, it's in a hotel room, but like the whole scene where you're, well, you, that's definitely, you can't, yeah. you can't get any more, um, like what do you, what do you call that? Like not revealed, but, uh, you're taking a shower. You can't get any more like uh, unarmored. I vulnerable? guess vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't. Well, you know, sometimes uh, you're on air and, and. No, you're right. I mean, I there's nothing that. more vulnerable than being naked, and I think that's what Hitchcock was People going for. People treat hotel rooms like they're, they're like. Think about that. That's all. That's interesting to me too. It's like when when you get a hotel, it, it basically becomes your home for like however long you're there. Yeah, so you tend to treat you it like you treat your down, house. Yeah, you know. So the idea that someone who works at the yeah that, that movie still it works as a scary movie because it's just like the idea that you could just be like oh i guess i'll take a shower now and you think you're alone but you're but not also, it's not really your house so you can't really trust there's know? the angle too like i remember we we had seen the shining when we were kids and the reason like it didn't affect me is because i was like well we're in a hotel that's full of people so like you there's like this weird safety and numbers thing and the reason why the shining is really effective too is like they're in this gigantic like five-star hotel and it's like perfect and pristine and all that but there's no one there and that kind of makes this ominous vibe to it and like the whole thing with psycho too is that she's showering but like you would assume that there's other people in the motel right like you know what i mean like there's like i said safety in numbers we're like well there's other people here i'm fine yeah but i don't i haven't seen that in so long that i'm like maybe she's the only one there i don't know but i just watched rear window and that movie's amazing too and at uh I was talking about it with mom, and she's like, remember, they remade that in, like, 2000. I was like, are you talking about Disturbia? And then mom's like, oh, yeah, with Shia LaBeouf. And I was like, yeah, that movie's actually surprisingly good. Uh, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I remember enjoying it. I remember I watched that, like, seven times when it came out. Not in theaters, but it was on Stars a lot. Whereas, like, we were talking about this on the weekend. We were like, man, like, Joel's generation... And this is how you know you're getting old is when you start to talk about, like, the difference between your generation well, and someone else. Well, to put a like, quick sidebar on that, I, I feel like the generation gap is more noticeable now because of technology where it's just like certain, you know, boomers are, are only comfortable using a certain level of technology. And then we have stuff like, you know, as, as a, as a member of the original MySpace crowd, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird to like, I I know like I'm still on Facebook and a lot of people are giving me shit for that too, where it's just like, what are you doing on Facebook? Like nobody goes on there anymore except for old boomers and shit. And it's you just know like, what's, I don't care anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what's crazy though? We lived through the generation like we were in the middle where it's like we were pre pre internet pre cell phone and all that, but we had that we were in that generation of like, all right, Rob, I'll see you on Saturday. We're gonna go see fucking Batman Begins. So you're gonna you're gonna go there. We're gonna go to the four o'clock show and go and see you. And then like, there's a chance that you might not show up, and I have no way to call you because I'm not at home with a phone. But then we also live in that generation right when cell I mean cell phones were. I can out remember when one time out, when we were kids, we, we were like looking for one of our friends, and we just stood in the street and we were like, "Hello, are you out there?" Like, <laughs> just yelling his name over and over again, like. But, like, 
there was a, a time when we, you'd go to the movies or the mall or something like that and you'd invite like your group of friends which could be you know three or five people or whatever and like Only two of them are. wouldn't show up and then like you're just like i i guess they're not coming but now you have a group text what like, sucks is when you're like you, you have a you have a plan you're like a teenager and you're like oh we're all gonna go chill at the mall and there's like six of you and you're like it's gonna be a great time and then like four of them don't show up and the there's, other two you're not really that cool you're with. iffy on yeah you're just kind of like oh so then you end up you're like this could go any any way like and then to be fair though i've made some like you become i would say you you like you default to like i guess we're friends now because like here we are you know yeah. what i mean that's like, still kind of ha- like uh, that'll happen at work every so often where you get stuck working with somebody that you're like I don't know anything about you and you're like hey you're all right I guess yeah I mean that's kind of how I met Jordan it, like I think it was like three months into the school year I hadn't talked to him yet and like I remember it was like Charlie or somebody we were friends and I would hang out with him and uh, that's something I was talking about recently too is like when you first when you first get into high school or like any school where you don't your know original group of friends are not yeah, the ones your initial group d- never stays together because you're just like this is the person that I talk to first so they're they're gonna be my friend it's like a next. safety net almost yeah you're like I have to talk to somebody and then like eventually you fill people out and you're like oh that's who I really want to hang out it's with it's like uh, super bad he's like oh, well you're gonna leave me here to hang out with fucking Steve Glansberg like that's kind of how it goes can't wait to get that shirt. Shout out to Dumb Good. Like my half my closet is Dumb Good shirts. Uh, they they kill it. Although I'm not a fan of the Nerf ones. Maybe maybe that's hundreds. I don't Some know. of the shit. Yeah, the, the, no, they did the Nerf and like Ego, and it's like that's dumb. Stick to your movie ones. Like those are the best. I feel like those those probably still sell really well though, comparatively. Um, not to mention Cowboy Bebop and Evangelia. Like, but yeah, my original point was like, of course Joel hasn't seen all these movies that me and you have seen. I mean, obviously me and you are weird anyway. Like our group of friends didn't really care about movies and all that in high school and i remember just without anyone telling me that would just bring like donnie darko the director's cut or like reservoir dogs and i would just hand it to somebody and be like here please watch this and like it was like a 50 50 if they were ever gonna watch it and would always be like a month later oh i finally watched that movie you sent me but joel's generation has netflix hulu amazon prime fucking disney plus crackle if you're into that you know shutter all the criterion like there's like a streaming service for everything so it's like where do you even begin? But like for me and you, I, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, but if you're a new listener, it's like most of our movies came from going to Blockbuster in the summer and we would get three at a time. And then if you went back the same day, you can get three more if you wanted to. I remember that. Um, that was a great, that was that that was summer, a great three summers. That was that summer where mom was uh, pregnant with Joel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we watched Old Boy. So we were just constantly running. And it was a weird time for movies, too, because like DVDs had just come out and were like taking off like crazy. So everything was getting re-released. So we were seeing, like, I remember watching like uh, Alien for the first time and watching, uh, uh, what's the one uh, Kubrick movie, uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, just, I remember just watching shit that. that I'd heard about, you know? Did you, do you remember, like, you would hear about these movies even before the internet? And you're like, oh, Clockwork Orange, everybody talks about that. And then you watch it and you're like, I like it because everybody else likes it, but I'm not sure why it's good. Like, it was one of those things where I remember I watched that and I just didn't get it, but I was also like 11. You know what I mean? And also, it's a pretty heavy-handed movie for, like, an 11-year-old to watch where you're, like, uh, there's a rape scene in it. There's a lot of, like, gore. I, I'm also a Not really fan. gore, but they show him gore to, like, affect him, and then it makes it, you know what I mean? Like I've said before, we were just talking about this, me and Willie. Uh, I have this, like, I'm, I'm, like, a big fan of, like, when people put movies in context of, like, you know, it was this year. These are the movies that came before this that had an influence on it. Like, this thing had never been done before. Uh, the actor, we know, was at this point in their career, so people were kind of like, oh, shit, that guy's in that movie? You know what I mean? Like, like Pulp Fiction. Stuff like that to me is very interesting because it, it sets the the tone for the movie more than just if you found the movie in a vacuum and you're like, what's this? Also, you're the only other person I know, and maybe it's because we're brothers that does this, and I don't know, I, I can't ever remember watching you do this, but I do it too, where 
I have Wikipedia open uh, next to the movie screen that I'm watching, and just I read like little factoids or whatever about the movie while I'm watching it. I'm like, all right, well, who's in it? And then I'll click on an actor, and then I'll go through their filmography, and then I'll add like some movies that I'm interested in from them to my list, and then. Same thing with the director. I'm like, oh, Francis Ford Coppola. I'm watching, like, uh, you know, fucking uh, The Godfather. What else did he make? Oh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, I haven't seen The, uh, the Rainmaker. You know what I mean? Like, no one, I, I've mentioned that to people, and they're like, what? I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if it's something I've already seen, I'm, I'm definitely, like, ex- experiencing the movie in the sense that I'm, like, watching it, but I'm also like, I want to know more about this. Like, how they, like, I love going to Wikipedia and reading the production part of a movie after I watch it, because yeah. you're just like, oh, th- it took them this long to make this movie, like, it was based on a book, like, you just interesting stuff like that. And we're in a great time for, like, film production stuff, too, because it was like, every now and again you get lucky, and, like, Apocalypse Now just <clears> happens <throat> to have an entire documentary based on how terrible the shoot was for that movie, and, like, I don't even. Was it critically successful? I mean, it was critically Apocalypse successful. Now, yeah, but, it was pretty. It was pretty well received financially. But, uh, it's uh, one of those things where, like, <clears throat> that's kind of rare for that era. And like, you could even read The Godfather, where like, there's a couple of things. But like now, it's pretty uncommon for a movie to come out and not have them do a thousand three minute interviews where like they like the actor talks about the director or like vice yeah. versa or whatever. Like for instance, we just saw Uncut Gems, which is a fantastic movie. If you like movies, we've talked about it before, but um. The Safdie brothers, man. Have we talked? I can't remember if we talked. We talked about, about it last week. I was talking about how Matt and his wife didn't necessarily like it that much, but I, it's also not a movie for like people that aren't into movies. I don't think. I uh, I'd like to hear an argument as to why it wasn't a good movie. I, you know, I feel like they're. I think a lot of the criticisms I saw in the Facebook comments, which are like my, fa- if you follow my Instagram, every every time a new movie comes out that I go and see, I always like to go on the Facebook comments and I'll read reviews from, and I, they're not reviews, they're just comments, but they end up becoming reviews from everyone who thinks that they're the only other human on the planet. But uh, a lot of them are like, it's just Adam Sandler walking around taking phone calls and yelling the f word. I'm like, no, it's not. That movie's about so much more. But like. I guess a lot of people so much that. so that I remember as, as soon as I saw as soon as we got out of the movie I was like I kind of want to see it again already because I I feel like there's like some subtext that went over my head you know what I mean especially it's just- also a lot of like remember they were talking about uh, there's a great podcast called the Rewatchables that Rob recommended to me and Tarantino's been on it for four episodes now the last three episodes he was on so if you look at the feed right now yeah it's the most you'll see you'll see his name they're not gonna hide the fact that he's on there uh, but they're great but uh, worth listening to um I don't even know what I was gonna say. Oh, uh, they're on. No, I don't know what I was gonna say. What the fuck, <laughs> I lo- I lost it. Got that's the first time that's ever happened where I I lost it, got it, and then relost it again. Um, and well, uh, well, that was a, it. Was a good thought. I promise. Just take your word for it, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, in the comments or whatever, uh, everybody's always like, "This movie sucked because of this or that." And the movie could be an Oscar. Like nineteen seventeen is a great example. Uh. We saw that. It's undoubtedly a great movie. Nineteen Seventeen was great. I don't. I, is I, it my favorite war movie ever? No. I don't think it deserves a Best Picture Oscar, but I have a feeling it's going to win. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it is, but only because it's got Roger Deakins working on it. Sam Mendes is a pretty known director, and then um, I think the amount of press that movie got for the single shot dynamic or whatever, which it is not. Uh, yeah, that was all. It turns out that's all a big fat fucking lie. Like it's not even. Not even a little bit. It's not really even attempting to do that, which I feel like is not necessarily. The I think what they fault, were trying to say is that the narrative never shifts from anyone besides the main two characters. And you know, spoilers: not everybody makes it to the end of the movie. Uh, but 
I say that because I looked in the comments and people were like, this was, this was two shots. It wasn't one shot. And I'm like, I got news for you, dude. I counted like 19 different takes. Like, well, uh, and first, I know there's more than that because the director himself said they did six minute takes for most of the scenes. I was really paying attention to that at first to see when it would cut to different scenes. But then well, I realized, it wasn't even like they weren't even <clears throat> trying to hide it. I was going to say, was once I realized obvious. that that wasn't what they were doing, I was like, oh, I don't, I'll just watch the movie then. Well, like for like a better version you know who of that, did like it said, better one cut of the dead uh true the that first 30 movie. minutes is like uh, okay it's a japanese uh not even a horror movie it's more of a comedy but the the, the like the premise is that like these people are filming a zombie movie and uh it's all in one take and then while they're filming the zombie movie an actual zombie outbreak happens and then the first 30 minutes is actually one take there's not a single cut and then um the movie cuts to actually i think there was a couple there was a couple small say, ones cu- but like a couple i remember um all right i don't even know maybe it wasn't i'd have to look it up but there's a few things where i think maybe they made it look like that on purpose but so the movie is it's designed to be a, the first 30 minutes as a single take and then it cuts to just kidding it was actually a movie about a movie about a movie having a zombie attack and then they're selling it it's like a prequel and they're selling it to the um the the company that's that wants to air it live or whatever. And then the rest of the movie is how they made uh, the zombie movie in one take. And at first I was like, that's kind of a cop out. And then the way it plays out, cause then it, it kind of plays the movie from the perspective of them filming the movie and like all the behind the scenes while they're doing the single take. And there's a lot of fuck ups and a lot of stuff in the movie where like, that was weird. And then it explains it in the set letter, latter half of the movie. Like there's a, like some really awkward dialogue at the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, why are they asking about each other's hobbies? And then it makes more sense. But yeah, that movie, I don't know. um, Where did we watch that? Was that Shudder? Yeah, Shudder. It's the kind of movie that like, I'm always excited to see because you just, you just don't see shit like that. You know what I mean? Like you don't see people trying to do things that are interesting. Yeah. Um, Even though last year, like we keep saying was 2019 was one of the best years for movies in a long ass fucking time. Yeah. We still need to do our, like, uh, we're going to do it, but we need to do our best of the decade and also best of the year. And maybe even in the same podcast or two separate ones. But, um, I feel like best of the decade, I feel like I'd rather do our, a, a separate cause like, I feel like I could talk about a lot of runners up and shit. You know what I mean? But the thing is, this is the first time in a year. I think that I would have put at least three movies in this year in the best of the decade. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. 20, 2019 had some absolute bangers. It was far as what i would consider best of the decade you know definitely um also i was gonna say i i don't know what my number one choice is right now it's i think it's once upon a time in hollywood yeah i'm sort of defaulting into once upon a time in hollywood just because i've I've seen it the most i i've saw it okay i saw when it came out i saw it at the tarantino theater i saw it here and then i saw it uh with matt so i've seen it four times already and it's not even a year old and I was just saying the other day, like, I would honestly be down to watch it again because it's yeah. such a fun movie. And also, it flies by. I was going to say, it's it's like, it's so perfect where it's like, every part of that movie feels necessary. Every part, like, feeds off of each other and, like, it's back and forth. And, like, it, it, it helps that the movie feels like it's, like, five different movies at, at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh... I was telling before we started recording, I was like, as somebody who's aspiring to write, because obviously Rob's a writer, we've talked about it, uh, him going to Austin and all that and finishing movies. Uh, that is a movie that in, that simultaneously inspires you to write and also goes like, you will never be as good as a screenwriter as Tarantino. Like, it's just that I think that might be his best written movie. It might not be my favorite by him, but it, it's obviously it might be number two. I still feel like for all its simplicity that Reservoir Dogs is maybe one of his best. I think maybe his best movie. I don't know. I just feel like you know the, why? Because nobody has done that movie since. Yeah, that movie's kind of untouchable. It's so it's so minimal, but at the same time, it like alludes to so much more going on. Like there's so much subtext in there, and 
again, the casting choices have a lot to do with why it, why it is so great. And it, it just like, it's like an action movie that doesn't have any action scenes because all the, all the crazy shit happens off screen, except for one scene, obviously. I would say <coughs> the dialogue is the action in that movie. Like the, just, it's one of those things where like the Steve Buscemi part at the beginning when he starts arguing with, uh, is, who, what's, uh, I don't know his code name, uh, Harvey Keitel. So Mr. Blonde? Mr. I, I Blonde's the I see like yeah we're huge fans but obviously so Mr. Pink Steve Steve Buscemi is Mr. Pink I, I think that. he's Mr. White Mr. Orange is uh, the cop um, Mr. I think you're right I think Mr. I think Harvey Keitel is Mr. White I can look it up but Tarantino's Mr. Brown I know that the the see I know some of them after because is the movie opens up with the the I'm, I'm I think dying. Mr. Blonde is uh Mr. Blonde uh, Michael, Michael Madsen, Madsen yeah. yeah but uh, that's all of them we got it. Mr. Brown, because he's Mr. Shit, is Tarantino, right? Yeah, he's like, Mr. Brown sounds like Mr. Shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I don't know how he died in that movie. I still watch that, and I'm like, did he just get like impacted in the head? Because he, he didn't get shot. I or just anything. assumed he got shot by the cops. I mean, cause no, because he gets in an accident, like, and then he just like, has blood all over his face. Maybe they did get shot. I don't know. I have to rewatch it. But that's something that I remember. This is how into movies we were. Like Matt Stewart was was talking with you, and then we like tried to recreate the the. Um, this is lame, but but it's also fun to think about. We were in the the green room at at school, and we were trying to recreate the final shootout because we were like, who shot who? Because there's not enough people for the bolts to go around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because it's a like a triangle, so they couldn't all shoot at the same. They'd have to all shoot at the same time to kill all each other. Well, not, well, one of them would have to shoot one person and then aim at another person, which is very possible. But Somebody, like, it's it's if you slow it down, you can see because I remember that was a big thing. Somebody figured it out and posted online like in the early two thousands and was talking about it because I remember like seeing that article getting posted a lot. But yeah, that's uh, probably my favorite by him. I, you know what's weird? We were talking about the other day too. Uh, Jackie Brown is probably his least popular movie, even behind Death Proof. But I feel like that's number three or four. Like I feel well. First of all, Jackie Brown lately has been getting a kind of a critical like reappraisal. I feel like a lot of people say that's his best movie because it's the one that it, he's more the most restrained on. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't his original material really. Because I'm reading the book right now, coincidentally. And uh, is it anything close to what it's, was it's on the- like very? It's like it's identical. Like a lot of the lines are are lifted directly to the point where I was like, oh yeah, I remember this in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be down to rewatch. We should just go through again. We've done that every year for like three years now. Yeah, usually we have a Tarantino summer. We might as well do that again. And I remember it started with like Jacob and Jordan were gone for like two weeks. So we're like, might as well just fucking marathon these movies. And it's weird. Every time we do that, like I end up, uh, the, here's the thing. It's not to say that they're bad movies, but Inglorious Bastards, Django, and Hateful Eight are like at the bottom of the pack for me. Not because I think they're bad movies, but they just don't appeal to me like the other ones do. I really like crime movies more than I like Westerns and and World War Two movies, you know what I mean? Um, the only one that I find kind of a chore to watch is Death Proof. But even then, once I start watching it, I always get into it because it's like, oh, it's Kurt Russell. You know why? Because it's a, it changes tone and speed halfway through. I definitely feel like the first half, I always forget the first half of the movie I kind of hate. And then once it gets into the second half, I'm like, okay, this, I forgot. Like, it's kind of like once Kurt Russell shows up, it becomes bearable. And then it gets really good in the second half. Because the girl, I like the, the girl group better in the second half too. Yeah. Uh, Rosario Dawson fucking carries And then Mary's Elizabeth Winston dead and then zoe uh i, I don't know her zoe last Bell, name. is that her name yeah i i, I don't like her because <laughs> she's in once upon a time in hollywood too and just seeing her that's the one part of that movie that every time she comes up it just takes me out of the movie because i'm like oh you're, you're just not a, it's not that you're terrible you're just not an actress you know what i mean like she she's doesn't she's not doesn't have good line readings which is really annoying to me well the problem is her she's australian or no, uh, she's from New Zealand. Yeah. In fact, she, there's a line in, in Death Proof where she's like, don't get them confused, that's fucked up. So my, my bad, by the way. 
uh, but her, like, I don't buy that she's married to Kurt Russell simply based on the fact that like her accent kind of like takes like we're in 1960s Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's one of those things where like there's no people from you know New Zealand been way there. Cooler is if they got Goldie Hawn for that. True. I think that would have. Does been... she even act anymore? She was in that movie with uh, oh yeah, Smashed or whatever. Amy Schumer. Good lord, what a unfortunate for her. But yeah, I just think that would have been a way cooler reveal to be like, oh, it's Goldie Hawn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like, uh, you know, what's disappointing too is that like there's a lot of hype that Kurt Russell is going to be in that movie and like that he was stuntman Mike's like cousin or brother or something like that. Oh yeah, I and remember hearing about. You that. know what I was thinking about the other day was like that's still I'm just going to believe that. <laughs> well, here's what I was thinking about. You know how Tarantino's movies. Sorry, Faith, if, or anyone who doesn't care about movies. This is a movie podcast now. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. You know how, like, Kill Bill is a movie within the universe of his movies? And so is, like, Inglorious Bastards. And I would, and probably the, like, a great example, and I think maybe he did this on purpose, is that, like, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not in the universe of the movies within his movies. That movie is about how those movies get made. And, like, because they show uh, what Bounty Law and all that kind of stuff. Now, Bounty Law would be a separate movie that he would make, kind of like Django Unchained, you know what I mean? Well, I had always heard that it was, um, he has, he has the the, uni- the Tarantino universe, right? And then there's, and then the, there's the, the movie universe, which is the movies that characters in Tarantino's movies would go to see. And that Kill Bill and Death Proof were movies in the movie universe. And well, and see, that's what I'm saying. So, like, but then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, in I think, universe, is... His universe, and Bastards, is supposed to be a real a real event that happened because they have um, Donnie Donowitz, his... Oh, you're right. Remember, yeah. his, like, great-great-grandson is the guy from True Romance, and then, like, what's, um... There was another connection in... The one we just saw, I think, isn't there a character who hasn't... There's, like, a, there's another, like, uh, famous one, too, but I forget. But the reason I say all that is uh, Kurt Russell's character is the head of the stunt team, and I'm like, well, Death Proof could be a movie within their universe, and he could just be Stuntman Mike in that movie. Yeah, it could be. So like, that's what that's what I took from that. I don't know if that's canon or, or anything like that. But for that or something, that could be. If I ever met him, I would be like, "Hey, uh, let me ask you these." Even if it was off record, just for my knowledge, you know what I mean? That's something I would ask him. Because the the cool thing about Tarantino is that like, uh, he loves talking about movies, and like it's one of those things where I guarantee he'd love to sit down and just discuss that kind of stuff because that's the writing process, you know. But uh, yeah, we. We watched, uh, you know what's fucking hilarious? We watched that movie, Unstoppable, and that movie's about a runaway train that has a bunch of hazardous materials. It's like, what is it, uh, molten something? Uh, something. I forget. It was something about like paint, like the stuff they use to make paint is toxic or whatever. Yeah, and the the train's a runaway train, and on the Rewatchables podcast, he was talking about how that was like in his top ten of the decade. The very next day, I was at work. I had to do a hazmat training thing, and it was uh, it was molten phenol, I think, something like that. That sounds right. Uh, and so all of the stuff we just learned from that movie was I had to relearn the next day, which is pretty funny. But uh, also, the movie was okay, but uh, top ten of the decade. I, I don't think so, but I also think that he loves Tony Scott. That's probably a big. Um, idea. that so I would rewatch that again though. Yeah, if that's the kind of thing where if it was on TV, I'd probably catch it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I miss uh, FX used to be the go-to TV station for movies because I mean FX has the movies. But like you would literally be like be flipping through channels and there was always something interesting on FX. You know what I mean? Like they played Fight Club a lot and American History X and like Batman Begins. Was I on saw there American time. History X for the first time on on FX and yeah, then same. I saw it uncensored for the first time on IFC. IFC is another uh, banger of a channel that no one talks about. You know what's hilarious about IFC is that everybody 
and their mother is the term that everybody uses, but uh, loves Portlandia. But no one I know has ever watched it on IFC. They've only ever seen it on Netflix. Well, Documentary Now was also on IFC, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone watched that on there. Same either. thing with the uh, the comedy Bang Bang show. True, yeah. Uh, which has a huge following if you're like really into that. But um, well, yeah, that podcast is like has been going on forever and has a big following. I, uh, problem is, I I don't like podcasts where it's like bits and things like skits. No, that's fine. Like it's, sometimes it's hilarious. Like when you have people like the uh, what? Doughboys. No, who's the guy that played Shakespeare in the um, Harmontown? Oh yeah, Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch is one of the other. best improvisers I've ever heard. Uh, if you've ever listened to him on Comedy Bang Bang. He has uh, a interview with Conan. It was him and the guy that's playing Sonic in the new movie. I can't remember his name. He's also in that was a really fun um, Parks and Rec because they're just like super quick. Yeah, he's Ra- what's his he's name? He's the guy that hangs out with Aziz Ansari. Yeah, Ralphio or something. John Ra- John Ralphio. I, yeah. wanted, I kept wanting to say Ralph Macchio, and I was like, that's not it. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I don't like when you click on a podcast and it has like seven guests and they're all in the same room together and you only know one person because that one person usually is like doesn't get to say much and you're like, well, I want to hear Thomas Middleditch. I don't want to hear you know Artie Lang or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> some remember. random guy. I don't ever need to hear Artie Lang. Even when I was a kid, I was like, there's something weird about this guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was just story after story about abusing coke and all that. I'm like, man, drugs sound terrifying. Those uh, those early seasons of Mad TV are not funny, and they do mm. not hold up. We, the thing is, Mad TV does have some hits in it, though. I just couldn't be bothered to go back through and, and watch it. Did you know they tried to revive it a couple years ago? Yeah. Um, there was also a cartoon show version. Did you ever see that on Cartoon Network? No. Was it bad? It was okay, because they, they like actually made fun of... like. Real shit. Uh, well, it was like no, it was, it was mostly like cartoons and other movies, and it was kind of like Robot Chicken, basically. Uh, okay, well, I can't believe that's still going. I also can't believe that people f- find that hilarious. Yeah, that that style of comedy has not aged well, and I I feel like the people that like Robot Chicken are the people that who just their style or their style their uh, sense of humor has not evolved since high school. Like they still find the same like toilet humor and and like uh, references. Now this might hurt to hear. I think those are the kind of people that might love Rick and Morty. Uh, you know. The problem is Rick and Morty is a show. Rick and Morty, I think, appeals to people who who think they're smart. Exactly. Who I was going to say that show has the smartest person in the room. It's people that people that idolize Bill Murray for all the wrong reasons, and like it it is a it's a very specific like caricature of a human being that likes Rick and Morty. And I like that show. (laughs) Where first of all, I should say out loud, like I. I watch that show. I just don't talk about it anymore because I hate everyone that watches it. If it's- I could watch that show and never hear or see anyone quote it, I think I might like it because there's a few episodes I've seen. And I was like, this is pretty good. It's but the like, kind of thing. It's, it's like- so bad that, in I mean, I wouldn't. Okay, if I had the chance to write a television show, whether it be a cartoon or live action or whatever, and it blew up like that, I'd be so blessed and ecstatic and all that. But like, man. Uh, you guys are selling pickle rick socks and and, and like condoms well, that's and t-shirts say, and it, stuff it's, it's like when does it end jesus re- it reminds me of game of thrones because it becomes your whole life if you're that type of fan where you have like pint glasses with pickle rick on it and and pjs but the weird rick thing is like, that show has so many in in jokes that that's so weird that that one blew up that's and i guarantee you is, if you talk to uh justin Rowland and dan Harmon like one on one they'd be like that's not even funny the, uh, like the whole the reason that episode's funny is that he turned himself into a pickle to avoid responsibility, but people are like it's funny because he's a pickle. Well, it's sort of like um, I'm Rick James, bitch. It's it's just so it's so easy to like sit, to repeat. I guess I don't know. Like he's just I'm pickle. It's like an easy uh, 
uh, imitation to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, in 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 a, it evokes a, a response immediately. It's like from when when unfunny are... people found Borat and they were they could just be like <laughs> my wife. You know what I mean? Like it's a thing where it's okay. So Borat and Austin Powers were became like really popular and then they died and then they it's like fun to reference them now where like if someone just goes my wife like everybody will start laughing but like remember a year after that movie came out everyone's like please stop it just became a shorthand for people with no personality yeah uh same thing with austin powers where people are like yeah baby like it's it's now funny again to to say that which again we've talked about all the time that whole thing on clerks where he's like is it is it okay to quote uh what what is it it's uh something about like don't don't you hate it when people just randomly do impressions of Austin Powers? He's like, yeah, baby. She's like, oh, behave. Like, <laughs> that was, uh, I, I that love sh- that kind of shit. That show was fucking brilliant. Uh, uh, did he even write on that show? Not really. It's uh, it was I can't remember who the head writers were, but it was people who went on to do other famous things too. I can't remember. I don't know that that show has some brilliant bits in it. Yeah, lots of throwbacks to movies and stuff, which I like. Uh. Wait, I was going to ask earlier because we brought up Halloween and then the uh, doctor, what's his face, is in it. We watched a, an Australian movie last night. What was that called? And, Wake and Fright. Ha- uh, and then, Jack, I always reference you in every episode. Uh, have you seen this movie, Wake and Fright? And also, is Bundanyava a real place? Because it sounds like hell on earth. Uh, what? How's it spelled? Uh, B-U-N-D-U-N-Y-A-B-B-A. Oh, I I kept thinking he was saying like Baba Yaba or whatever because they kept calling it the Yaba. They're like he's like you don't like the Yaba. Like I'm not that, that's that's not a, a an attempt at an Australian accent at all. all, all by the way, I'm who's, who's the ringleader? Yeah? Like <laughs> what's that from? I forget. Uh, he's like, <laughs> who's the ringleader? Yeah? <laughs> that's not even that's like French that laugh. Well, no, remember it's from the GI Joe yeah, bits or whatever, and like. What a what a brilliant whoever did that by the way like uh and those weren't even supposed to air anywhere they were just like a little fun thing they did at a festival and they blew up but oh, that's a like, Brad Neely guy remember he had a show on mm-hmm. what was it called the Professor Brothers or whatever we had China Illinois China, yeah that's yeah but uh, he's the guy that did the Wizard People Harry Potter thing, which, which is still one of the funniest things I've like, ever seen what are you doing here it's like we fucking go to school here it's like you will be schooled here i I feel like that probably doesn't hold up as i was saying um i I think it does this is kind of rick and morty ish i don't know no um but it's like they play old gi i mean if you've seen it you've seen it but if you haven't they play old gi joe things and then he dubs over them but uh there's one where he's like shoving a kid into a locker just type in gi joe psa on youtube and you'll find it for sure i don't even know if i i don't want to rewatch them because i'm afraid they won't be funny anymore the one where they're just like gi joe (laughs) 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 remember the the buzz lightyear one too uh he's like (laughs) yeah there's a lot of uh yeah just (laughs) It's it's amazing how much like stoner comedy we were watching, considering we never did drugs. Some of back us back in the day. Uh, do you know my dad? Yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot of, of jokes. Anyway, a lot of in jokes there that no one's gonna know. The the yabba that okay. So what I took away from that movie is that uh, everyone in Australia is an alcoholic. Uh, pretty much. That's <laughs> the yeah. entire movie is one dude who's just trying to get away, and every time he's they're like, "Let's have a beer." He's like, "No, I don't want beer." They're like. You're not gonna have a fucking beer. And it's he's like, like this uptight British guy, and he's just like, "No, I'm good, thanks." And they're every time there, he's like, and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" And then he's just like, "He's like, you're mad." Like he's like, "Just have a beer." Like, and <laughs> it, then because the movie's kind of like they should just call it movie Slippery Slope because one beer oh, yeah. turns into them going out and killing. Uh, there, yeah, there's this kangaroos. whole extended part where they're like hunting kangaroo, and it's. But like, by the way, is there, with is that my twenty kangaroo or kangaroos, I don't ca- know kangaroo. 
yeah. with my 2020 sensibilities, because uh, you you can only ever watch something with the era that you're watching, and so sometimes yeah. like even rewatching um, again context, you can't you're not watching it in a vacuum. Like yeah, even rewatching uh what was it The Hangover. He's like paging Doctor F word yeah, for you, people like, that are homosexual, you're so and you're like, uncomfortable Ooh. saying that now in 2020, like we're like, I remember leaving the theater and hearing people shouting. Exactly, yeah, people. Lot. I remember people said that for years after. We used to call Drew that all the time because he was going to medical school. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you can't really uh, can't can I, do and, any and of that. I'm not one of those guys. Who's like, oh, I want the good old days where I could say that word again. It's it's fine. I'm no, I don't even think it's that. I just think it's like there's a, a lot of uh, us being naive. I think to any of that, but it's like, dude, we're living in the woke age, you know, it's, it's just different times now. It is what you it is. You didn't know you could, you, you weren't supposed to be hateful back then. <laughs> it was encouraged. Everybody, anyone that was different. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that movie, it was just, it's just like, there, there's a whole extended part where they're hunting kangaroos and I'm like, it's very clear they're just killing real kangaroos. Like, yeah. Because uh, in the 70s when they, people were making movies, like, it wasn't uncommon for them just to straight up kill the animals. Like, that whole, there's a famous John Wayne movie where he's like, doing a whole dialogue or whatever and then he loads his shotgun up turns around and then just explodes a turkey or whatever's flying in the background and my dad was like, like it was a good thing. was like, you know, he really killed that bird. And I'm like, why <laughs> there's that scene in uh the first friday the 13th with kevin bacon where they they just chop a snake in half because they find it in their room and it's like wriggling around it's so gross and like i found out that was real and it was like the people that, that what happens if you fuck the take up the lady that owned the camp that was like her pet snake or something and she oh, was jesus she didn't know they were gonna do that and she's like what are you doing like yeah that's fucking crazy and yeah, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it was uh, a real. They were really hunting hunting those kangaroos and like really shooting them and shit. And it's and it, really slitting their throats. Yeah, it sounded bad. Like I don't the way they were but talking about. But here's it. the thing: if there was a per, and obviously Jack could hit me up and be like, "They're they're the fucking rats, mate." Like uh, we all kill them, that kind of thing. But like at the same time, it's like it's like twenty minutes of just like zoom ins of like kangaroos getting shot yeah. in the face. They're yeah, like, that was a little hard to watch. But yeah. uh, other than that, dude. I gotta say that I would almost call that a perfect movie. It was so fucking good. Like I couldn't believe how good of a movie that was. I missed all the fun gambling parts though. Yeah, the the beginning they're playing. I think it's called Two Up, and it's like you flip two coins and they both have to come up heads or both tails in order for you to get that. It's kind of like craps, but like way more simplified. Obviously. Like a one in four chance kind of a thing. And uh, I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all we need is two coins. Um. Oh, and then we we just finished Fargo season one, and oh yeah, and what was, a ride, dude! Yeah. What a great show. That's a Fargo great movie. It's like that, that sh- I was not expecting the show to be that good when I watched it, but yeah, season two also incredible. I can't wait to start that, and then I had never watched season three, and then season four is coming out soon. So I don't usually get excited about TV shows, so it's like there's like maybe four or five. Like Barry's another one we like, and yeah, uh, and I gotta admit we. I, I drank the punch on Game of Thrones for like the first five. I watched the first, first three before four, I finally five fell seasons. off. The last season I watched was the Red Wedding one. And I didn't. Yeah, same. I didn't not watch it because I was mad about it. or Like people always go, well, I don't watch it anymore because my favorite character died. I was just like, this is boring now. I like, just lost interest. Yeah. I just, it, it became less of a, like a, an emergency where I'm like, oh, I got to watch it. Like I, the only other show I can think of was like Breaking Bad. I remember when a new episode would come out, I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch that!" Like as soon as I can. Yeah, that was the last time I had a must see TV. You wanted moment. to know like so bad what was gonna happen next, you know? Um, I missed that in, in a TV show. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything right now where, like, even Stranger Things. I'm like, you guys should have just stopped. Stranger after Things one. is like this fun, like, little thing that drops every couple of years. Where you're, we are like, ah, let's all. Get I think Atlanta might be the only thing that I can. Atlanta, think of. yeah, Atlanta was another one when that show was airing because you never knew what you were gonna get, and it was like every single episode was Emmy worthy. That Le- I can't. Lakeith Stanfield, dude, what a enough. what a great dude. Yeah, Le- like that whole cast. I mean, Donald Glover, obviously, and fucking uh, Brian. Uh, Brian Michael Henry is that his name? Brian Tyree Henry that's his name that is yeah uh, that guy is fucking incredible too like that he, dude and he's popping up in everything right now which he is, was great so in Joker Stanfield, though. you know what I mean like well, and we just right, saw something with Lakeith Zazie Beats or whatever like she's fucking great too everything I've seen her no have. but also Brian is in is yeah in they're Joker. both in Joker. yeah yeah uh, yeah every time I see her in something I'm impressed we by just it. saw oh it was Uncut Gems like he's Stanfield uh, one of the standout yeah. characters in that. Uh, that I mean what an all-star cast but uh I'm trying to think. I just saw something. Else. Oh, he did the narration for the cult episode of the Explained or whatever. That was good. Um, but yeah, well, fucking apparently Atlanta comes out in 2021. I think that sucks. I don't know what's taking so long. Well, for that show. I think they're probably, all just doing other things. They're all blowing up. Yeah, that's the problem. They're all like, and then Donald Glover was already like committed to a lot oh, of things. I think they're they're dropping two seasons in one year or or something like that is what I saw, and I think. They're going to be well, doing... Well, I got two, let's not forget, is that Hiro Murai guy is a fucking incredible director. Barry, another show that I would say is a must-see yeah. every episode. Um, also... We need to finish the... Uncut uh, Gems? Righteous Gemstones? Righteous Gemstones, but that show was, you know, t- becoming something that I really enjoyed. Righteous Uncut Gemstones? Uh, Wasn't there one other show we were... Oh, the Wu-Tang show was... was it was good. The pro- Okay, I was actually going to bring this up a couple minutes ago. I, I lost it, and now I brought it back. Uh, well, I brought it I back. learned... That about myself that I actually okay so when I found out that the uh, Wu Tang show was gonna be uh, the first four episodes were streamable immediately and then they were gonna do one a week after that which is a very strange concept I don't like but that. um I was like oh I'm for that because I like the idea that uh, I have to wait a week for something again because everything's so bingeable now and then it turns out I don't because we're so busy with work and school uh-huh. and and even you never this. know if you're gonna get back to it you know? yeah and then like suddenly we're six episodes in and there's still four more to go and we haven't finished it same thing with righteous gemstones um that's really what did it for me I'm more of like a let's watch five episodes in one day kind of a thing same. which I mean like no one's hearing <clears throat> anything new I'm not bringing new concepts up but I the uh, after going for so long where they drop all of the shit on Netflix or all of the stuff on uh yeah, know, I, can't, I can't go back. I can't do that. Yeah, that um, what was the show? Uh, Castle Rock. I, I they did the same thing. They dropped the first two episodes, and we, me and Dad, watched them. And we we're like, this is a fucking good show. And then I never watched the rest of them because I same deal with um, the Mandalorian. We watched the first couple episodes, and I was like, I'm really into this, and we just haven't got around to watching yeah, the rest of it because it's like. It, they they did it once a week and I kind of was like it's not that I lost interest but I just we don't know what our times like week to week yeah and it, it's not like I, I if you're a fan of the podcast uh, we love you and we're working on doing more trust us uh, that behind the scenes we're doing that but I can't even guarantee that we'll get to this every week because sometimes it's just like a lot of it's me being at school right now which is a pain in the ass but I would say it's a lot easier now because you're not in peak season which that was like nightmare city for us trying to record I remember. Like if we could just be real for a second, I just felt I was talking to mom about it. I, was like, I just feel bad making him sit down and try and record even an hour because you only have like there was a week where I would say weeks actually where you worked fourteen days straight and then we're also going to school for three out of the three days out of the week for those fourteen days where it's like I can't imagine working a ten hour shift coming home and then going to school and then having to write papers for three different classes and then and then like hey do you want to go talk about movies for an hour with me you well, know I what got, I mean I got straight B's in those classes so 
Hey, bees, <laughs> bees are above what get degrees, so. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't care if I get A's. It's like, as long as I pass. Like, I just, you know what's funny, too, is it, the, the legal writing stuff is, is like, I always put it off because I'm just like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. And then when I finally do it, I do it in like 20 minutes, and I'm like, I guess I, I guess I, I don't <laughs> you know. banged just, out a paper. Like I went to the gym at three and I got back at four fifteen. and Rob was like, I already did all, I did two papers. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's, uh, that's, I mean, that's why I guess I'm going for this career. Cause it's something I can, I can do. Excel at. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the gym, I was going to bring this up. Uh, there's the new year, new me people. And that sucks. And everybody knows how, like if you go to the gym, it's just annoying. Cause you have all these people standing around or, and, and not really doing anything. Cause they're, they're, they're there with good intentions, but not good actions, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but you, you've been in the, the bathroom. It's not really the kind of locker room you get naked in. It's, no, uh, it's it, this is a, this is not that kind of gym. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like and a, that, that's not to say that like, there's no nudity allowed or whatever, but like they very specifically across from the showers have stalls that have nothing in them so that you can go change in and out when you go in the shower and all that. And, uh, there's like a new genre of old guys that keep coming in. And <laughs> I'm talking, I walked up to wash my hands the other day and there was a naked guy whose dick was touching the counter and I almost said something, but I was like, I don't know this dude's like orientation or anything like that. Like maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to offend anybody to be like, this guy doesn't like gay people. It's like, no, I just don't want people's penises where my hands are going to be to get the soap. And you, you know what I'm saying? That's awkward. Yeah. Like, so you've been in there. Like for me, the, the sink is at like waist level. I don't, it's probably at knee level for you. Cause you're fucking tall. But, um, <laughs> this dude is like leaning over the counter, uh, trying to get his like water or whatever. And I'm talking like his, his average dick, like it's nothing to like, write oh, home about, is just rubbing on the very edge of the counter. And it just like, like have you ever walked in? I don't want to throw my dad under the bus. My dad <clears> likes <throat> to hawk loogies in our toilet and just leave them sitting there in the water. And I don't know why that image of just like a booger in the middle of a water and then you flush it and it won't flush. It just keeps spinning. And like that really grosses me out. And it's unsettling. So it's just like this dude's. It more unsettled me that other people's hands and waists have been in that same spot, and you're just rubbing your pee hole like onto the counter. <laughs> if that makes sense. His dick was gonna hawk a loogie into the sink. Uh, I hope not. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even really. I just, uh, you know, it's the same formula when you go to any bathroom and there's people peeing and there's no dividers, just eyes forward. But like. When you're going out of your way to walk around naked, like he's like the the lockers are separate from the part where you pee and you shit and wash your hands, and that's separate from the bathroom. There's like three different rooms, and this guy's in like the uh, like the room where like people are using the bathroom. It's like I don't need to see an overweight man's penis like on the counter. That's gross. I see that every day. <laughs> I piss in sinks every day. Um, but yeah, that that had that happened like three or four days ago, and I keep seeing that guy. And every time I see him, it's just like like in your dreams or like, no oh, okay. at the gym. I'm like, do you like? I just there. Some people just don't have shame. I also follow for anyone that is on Instagram a lot. I follow this um this Instagram page. I can't remember the name exactly, but essentially it's like gross shit people are doing on airplanes and like. Every day there's a new post of someone's foot. Like the people are taking their shoes off on a plane, which is gross. And like people are putting their feet on the chair in front of them, but like in between the armrests where like, so you're sitting and then there's just a foot coming through where you're sitting. And like, it's like, Jesus dude, like have some shame. Your feet are gross. I think I would definitely be like, um, no, 
no thanks. I would just keep bumping it over and over again until he's... I, yeah, that's what I would normally do, but I think if it was someone's bare foot, I'd, I'd literally would just be like, I don't think so. You're going to have to move your foot, sir. Yeah. Well, have, <laughs> have you seen there's a video of like this guy keeps closing... like He's sitting behind this row, and like he's putting his arm into the row in front of him's window and closing the window. Mm-hmm. And like for three minutes straight, it's the dude in front of them not saying anything and just reopening the window. And then he's reclosing it. And he's like, sir, please, please, sir. And it's like, I, I don't know the context of that, but like, uh, plane shenanigans, uh, are give me a special kind of anxiety. It's just, uh, when you, when you don't have consideration for the person next to you, like just, it's like you're, you're strangers on a bus. What if God was one of us? Just, you know, be nice. <laughs> But here's the thing about planes. I've never been on one per se, but I've listened to enough people talk per about them. Like how? What do you mean you've never been on one per se? Like, <laughs> Yo, your honor. That's one of the best Eddie Murphy. You ever, you ever like, been whenever, on a plane? <laughs> like physically? Not yet. <laughs> uh, not per se. Uh, but I've heard enough stories from people in podcasts where it's like nobody wants to be on a plane. Like you, it's just unfortunate. That that's what me. you have to do to get to where you're going. Like, so I don't know, be, be good to each other. Like, am I allowed to even speak on this after not having ever flown? Not by choice per se, your honor. Uh, and also I'll end, I'll end this episode with this. We're at 52, but, uh, and maybe it'll spark some, some topics with you, but no. I was at Taco Bell and I keep seeing a commercial for their rolled chicken tacos, which are actually really dank, and it's the only reason I would go there because I'm not really a Taco Bell guy. And I yeah, get to I've never the, really been in a Taco Bell either. Yeah, same. Uh, maybe that's just because the way we were raised. I don't know. Joel likes just it. Del Taco is, is better. It's far superior. If, and fight me. Uh, I'd rather get tacos at Baker's, to be honest. Sure. A uh, little too much onions, though, if you get what I'm saying. I don't. Uh, I was just making fun of somebody who's complaining about the onion contents of his tacos. No clue what you're... (laughs) Declining. Anyway, I pulled up to the window and uh, they didn't have them, of course, even though they're playing commercials like repeatedly for their uh, rolled chicken tacos. And I was like, fine, I'll just get a chicken quesadilla. And then I asked the guy, I was like, hey, let me get a chicken quesadilla and then all that. And I was like, is there any way you can get that well done? And he goes, what? And I was like, can I get like the because they grill them you know yeah i was like can i get it well done and then i just hear him and three people behind him because they can all live and they're all laughing and i was like um that I, doesn't seem like that's such an obscure request to me like i know but it's just his reaction because it's clearly like a stoner or somebody like that working there but uh i just remember like i backed down so hard where i was like oh you don't have to i was just wondering uh my <laughs> my, my little brother likes his stuff well done i just like completely blamed, <laughs> blamed it on a fictional little brother i was like He's like, uh, I'll ask. And then like, and then like he fucking walks away for like two minutes or mutes it for two minutes. And he's like, yeah, I guess we can do that. And like, just such like, you're a piece of shit for wanting this. And I I'm mean, like, when I worked at McDonald's, we, people would ask us to like do well done, like chicken sandwiches and shit. And it's like, yeah, no problem. We just throw it in for like an extra minute. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like Taco Bell fans are like, just happy that the food exists. So like, they don't ever get Taco <laughs> Bell. And I've said this before. Their biggest problem is they put nacho cheese on everything. I don't understand that. No, sour cream. I mean that too, but like I don't understand the shitty like nacho liquid cheese they throw on everything. But like people are really fans of like mom and we were talking about Philly cheesesteaks the other day. Mom and dad were like we gotta make those at home, but I'm gonna get the real. Yeah, like, put the cheese whiz on there, and, and I was like, like no, fuck no, spray cheese on a fucking sandwich. That's dumb. Just put some cheddar on some American. It's, on I, I love the argument too. It's like yeah, but that's that's how you gotta do it in uh, Philadelphia or whatever. I'm like, well, I don't fucking give a shit what they do over there. Like the irony there is that my dad is the first person to call at any fast food or sit down restaurant for like cheapening their ingredients to save money. 
And it's like, I don't have the heart to tell them, but it's like the reason they use cheese whiz is because it was really cheap. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it has I mean, nothing it to do with quality or like style or anything like that. Like it's just because it's cheap. But I one time went fuck to off a, with that. I went to a Taco Bell once. I, we went through the drive-thru one time, me and dad, for some reason. Cause I, the again, only reason I to go there is go they there. have Icy Baja Blast now. And they, um, dad got me something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I would get this again. So I, I was driving around and I was like, I get some food. I saw a Taco Bell and I was like, I'll get that thing I had. But I couldn't remember what it was called. So I pull up to the Taco Bell and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, they have the cheesecake factory of menus. For yeah, and they're they're like um, they're like, well, what can I get you or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I need just a second. And I'm and I'm like, <laughs> He's staring, like, sir, we have food here. I'm like staring at the menu <laughs> and then I swear to God, they go, are you still there? And I'm like, yeah, uh, just a second. I'm just I'm just reading the menu. And then they asked again. They're like, sir. And I was like, oh god, like they they literally wouldn't let me read the menu. And I was like, because so I couldn't find whatever the fuck it was I was looking for. And I don't even. I think I just ordered. I was like, yeah, let me get a taco or something like uh, something stupid. Where I was just like, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I'll never remember what that shit was either. Worse than that was like, I mean, you know, the Wendy's. Bar? I don't even go to that Wendy's anymore because it's so bad with service. Uh, the one over off of Baseline. Uh. This one time I ordered, like, I was ordering for our entire family because I used to work at the market and bring home food. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, all right, let me get two number eights, uh, both spicy, and uh, one with a Coke, one with a Coke Zero or whatever. And he's like, anything else? And I was like, okay. Like, yes, sir. There I, will be more. I was like, actually, yeah. And then let me also get, like, a number whatever. And then like he's like, and then I still had, like, Joel and Dad to order for it. And he's like, anything else? And I was like, yeah, uh, you know, brace yourself. I have two more orders coming in. Like, and it was just... So what do you want to just be like? I'll let you know when I'm done. Yeah, we'll I'll get, we're, sir. We'll get there together. There was a when I worked at McDonald's. There was there was a, a certain point where they told us um, if you're working in the drive-through taking orders, you're not allowed to say is that all or do you want anything else. You have to wait for them to say and that's it. That's and a then, good policy. And you can't you like there was no way around it. So you would have to. So people, what ended up happening was they'd be like, yeah, let me get a, a twenty-piece McNugget and a Coke, and then you'd be like, okay. And then they would just sit there, and then it would just be silence, and then the guy's like, um, and that's it. And it's like, okay, it'll be Are this you, much. You weren't allowed to even be like, what else can I get for you? No. Like, what? Th- yeah, that was the whole point. It was like, you weren't, you weren't supposed so to. So it just becomes a standoff until it, that yeah, person decides. As you can imagine, that didn't last very long. No, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Even worse than that is like, uh, we, I, I, they used to have good-ass ranch at the um, Wendy's or whatever, but it's some glop shit now that sucks. Oh, yeah, I also had a similar experience at a Wendy's one time where I was ordering for everybody, like our whole family, which was a big order. Uh, I get up to the window and um, I hand them, uh, dad was paying for it. So I handed him their, his dad's debit card. Right. And they run it and she goes, um, it didn't work. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. So you should, can you run it again? She's like, yeah. And then, so she runs it again. Doesn't work. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe there's something wrong with the card. So I give her my debit card and she runs it and she's like, yeah, this one didn't work either. And I was like, oh, well, do you think it's your machine then? Because I know I have money, and I'm pretty sure my dad has money. And she's <laughs> like, um, no, it's not the machine. And I was like, well, try this card and let me know if it works. So I gave her a credit card that I knew had like a zero balance on it. She ran the credit card, and it still didn't work. And I said, yeah, well, I'm like 99% sure it's your machine. Can you? Is there anything you can do about that, like uh, reset it or something? And she just goes, no. <laughs> so I was like, well, then I can't pay for the food. And she's like, okay. And I was like, are you fucking serious? So... I literally You're just like I've done all of the all of the homework. I've done everything I can possibly do on my end to yeah. get this food from you and you're and you're so not helping me. I pulled forward into a parking spot and just sat there and looked out the rear view mirror rear view mirror. The rear view mirror cuz I was watching the guy behind me and I watched him hand a debit card to them 
And then like 20 minutes later, hand it back. And I was like, those fuckers, I know they reset the system after I left. Cause it's like, why would it reject? I, I remember I called dad and I was like, was your card missing? Like, did it like, did it overdraft or and of something? Of course like, he's like, what? Yeah. And it, it turned, yeah, there was nothing wrong with any of our cards. Cause then I went to McDonald's and bought food for everybody and it worked perfectly fine. I was like, that pissed me off so much. Cause I'm like, you knew there was something wrong with your machine. You wouldn't just fucking reset it. Yeah. And just so you had to throw away all that food. There's also that lady there with like the really high pitched voice who's like 60 and she's like, yes, can I get anything else for you? And you're like, lady, you're white. Why do you, <laughs> why do you sound like that? You sound like a fortune teller in an old movie. Yeah. As I say, she sounds like a, a fucking like 1960s movie or something like that. I don't know. Some, some kind of a Western or something. Uh, but the, the one thing they do too is they'll, they'll hand you your food and then shut the window on you before you can ask for anything else. And I was like, everybody wanted barbecue and ranch. Yeah, that's really annoying. So then you have you... to sit there and wait. And they do this awkward thing where they I, know I've, I've knocked on the window before if I have further questions or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they I'm do like this... hey, we're not done here. Also, uh, quick you know, side note, uh, I don't eat fast food anymore, really. I mean, I guess I do tonight because it was Taco Bell. But I was hoping for the... Roll chicken tacos, for, yeah, for a special treat. That they but those aren't even high in calories. Like for six of those, it's like three hundred ninety or something like that. Not not that bad. Um, but uh, the Wendy's specifically, they would hand you your food and then just slam the window on you, and then they would move like nine feet, like very awkwardly, nine feet away from the window, and then just try and avoid you until like the next person drove up, and then I would just sit there and be like, hands up, like, uh, hello. It's when you turn your car alarm on. Wee woo barbecue. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's also last night. I don't consider this fast food cause I was eating healthy. I went to Chipotle. I ordered a bowl, dude. I have a fucking curse where I order shit online. Like I'll go to Waba or Chipotle or any other place where you can order online and, and skip the line, which is the intended purpose yeah. of the fucking online ordering thing. I mean, why, why else would you do it for the novelty of using a computer? Like, I guess you don't have to fucking put the points in man- manually, but, uh, I ordered it and I left the gym at seven twenty. It was like, it'll be ready at seven thirty, And it was like, just a, wasn't anything special. It was just like a chicken bowl with, with lettuce and fucking guacamole and hot sauce and brown rice. Like should take them 30 seconds to make, you know what I mean? Like it's not like Chipotle is not a science, you know? Yeah. Everything's pre-made and I get there and I keep checking like the area where they put your bag and all that stuff. And like my name's not popping up fucking 20 minutes goes by and they did have a line. So I was being nice about it. And I walk up and I go, um, Hey, like, did you guys have my order or whatever? And because it says here it's it's ready, but I don't see it. And they're like, what's your name? And I was like, it's William. And then like, she looks over at the guy who's starting the food. By the way, there's like 15 people in line, and she's like, yeah, this guy didn't get his order. Like, like, like I'm being an asshole about it. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's cool. I just was wondering if like it was coming or whatever. And like, I've never felt like such a burden <laughs> to a fast food place. Like, hey, can I get that shit I paid for? Or? Yeah. And then um, she goes. Uh, hold on. And then like, they literally keep going, William Jackson. Did anyone see a William Jackson or whatever? And I'm like, can you guys stop using my name? Like, (laughs) and, uh, finally she goes, it'll be just a minute. And I was like, okay. And then I waited like five more minutes and then they're like, we got an order for William Jackson here. And I'm like, yeah. And I just, they treated me like a piece of shit for like calling them out. And I was like, you know, in a perfect world, I would get my money back for waiting for 35 minutes for this food. No offer of anything extra. And I'm not even that kind of person. You know that. Like, me and you are both, like, just take it as it is. It's not a big deal. Um, Don't embarrass me. Yeah, but, like, you know, keep my name out of your mouth, literally. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's been weighing on me. But uh, we, uh, we're we at an hour and two and got some stuff to do. So, uh, got anything else you want to end on? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, his Instagram is movie slob. Is it just that's it? Just at movie slob. Uh, you're destroying us in followers, so I gotta get back on the game. Uh, and then we have our Instagram, Best Bros Podcast. We got Twitter, which uh, you know is a tw- it's a Twitter. And then uh, I don't fuck with Twitter. I don't really either. Like I have it set so that like if you follow our Twitter, it'll just let you know when we post an episode. Really. Um, cause here's the thing. I have a Twitter and I just, I tried posting one thing the other day. Just, I was like, I'll just post little, little quips and like funny things. Everybody's so inflammatory on there. It's like a hell. Like, uh, so anything you say, whether it has to be neutral, otherwise you get attacked, even if by people you don't know. So fuck that. Um, but we also have a Patreon. Uh, we got a, a new member again. Uh, uh, Peyton, thanks for, for your subscriptions here. Manny? Yes. Uh, brother of Eli. It's the only uh, sports man I know. But uh, if you guys uh, are looking for movies to watch, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got put back in theaters for the Oscar run, so go ahead and go see that if you haven't seen it already. If, if you're a fan of this show, I feel like you probably have seen it, though. Or you should have. But yeah. Or else. Patreon, uh, working on some stuff. We'll be announcing soon, or probably just putting it out, right? Big thing's coming. <laughs> we'll figure okay. it out. Okay. All right. Love you guys. See you next week.